least now she'll know what's eating him. She is. <laughs> Oh, hello and welcome back no, to. No, 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 let me do it. Hello. No, let me do it. No, let me do it. Hello. No. <laughs> well, hello, boys. Oh and girls. God! Welcome back to Scream Pun O Pun. <laughs> you made me wait for that. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Um. I'll probably forget to do it later, so you're probably safe for the next 20 minutes or so. Okay. But this is the third episode of our anniversary month, and we're following up on one of my favorite episodes we've done. Uh, in Earlier this year, we watched Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, and this month, today, I'm very tired, we watched <sighs> the uh, second part of that intended trilogy, Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood, which came out in 1996. But first... Our ten word reviews. You got Hemi, Hemi. Um, for my reviews, I'm gonna start off with primary colors. Okay. Okay. Which you watched for the second or third time? Uh, second and third time. Great. <laughs> okay. So should you give a twenty word review? Um, I should. I maybe I should. Okay. Um, but I won't because I only did ten. Okay. Uh, I didn't not enjoy this American Odyssey of a film. Oh, it was a Clinton voice. That's yes, it did. was. That's good. I'm great. Okay, and here's my review of The Lincoln Lawyer. He doesn't hunt vampires, but he's still pretty cool. Like the other Lincoln, like the okay. President Lincoln. Okay. Um, My review for Lincoln Lawyer is hard-hitting law meets the gritty streets of L.A. Ooh. And my review of Austin Land, so completely conceptually broken that it's still hilarious. <laughs> And my review of that same movie is moviegoers of good fortune will find more in this movie. Okay. Was that like a, an Austin quote? Like, isn't it a play on the opening line of Pride and Prejudice? Like, a man of good fortune is in need of a wife or something? I don't remember the first line. I like that book, though. Um, really controversial statement alert. Uh -huh. And also, get ready, because I have a, small, a little gift for you. It's my 10-word reviews of all the Jaws sequels that I watched this really? month. Really? Yes. So it's going to be like a paragraph. Well, a little bit. I'll just get through, go through them fast. Jaws 2. Shark looks like a hot dog. The mayor still sucks. Jaws 3D. Shark roars like a lion. Weirdest SeaWorld commercial ever. <sighs> and Jaws the Revenge. Shark is a gray pool noodle. Lance Guest's cute, though. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. We made it through. Well, so now that you've seen all the Sh Jaws movies, can you tell us definitively which was your favorite? I mean, Jaws. No, no, no Jaws movie is better than Jaws, especially because all the sequels are really bad. Really? But I think my... Amongst the sequels, which would you say is your favorite and why? Probably Jaws the Revenge because it's... Just is that second or fourth? The fourth one. Okay. It's just super bananas and they go to the Bahamas and Michael Caine is there and... It's it's very so they special. finally left that weird bay. Yeah, Amity. Okay, so um, the mayor is no longer there. No, um, there was actually supposed to be a cameo by the mayor, but he passed away before they started filming. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, Murray Beautiful Hamilton. Man. 
We actually we saw him in the Amityville Horror recently, and he played a uh, a preacher. Another mayor? Oh no! No, he played he played a preacher who did not want to let Rod Steiger help out the couple in the Amityville Horror House. So he's pretty consistently <laughs> just fucking shit up. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Anyway, we watched Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood. Sorry for the swears. <laughs> Whatever. I just slipped out. I'm tired. Yeah. We no, were walking in the beating sun. Oh today. god, it was so rough. It's super hot, and the. The path that we used to get to school, which is the longer path because the sidewalk is closed. Well, that path also became closed and also our third path was closed. So we had to walk like around the entire planet <laughs> to yeah. get to where we were going. We walked an extra mile is what we're saying. Yeah. And I would walk an extra mile. And to I sit would. in air conditioned room. Yeah, I really would. Anyway, here's the plot. After her troublemaking brother, Caleb, played by Corey Feldman, goes missing. Catherine Verdu seeks the services of sarcastic private investigator Rafe Gutman to try. Played by who? Well, I, Corey Feldman's the only important one. <laughs> okay, but Catherine is Erica Eliniak, and Rafe Gutman is Dennis Miller to track the errant youth down. Rafe eventually determines that Caleb is in the thrall of Lilith, Angie Everhart, a powerful vampire who operates a seedy brothel. When Rafe and Catherine set out to rescue Caleb... They must contend with the lethal Lilith and her evil minions. (laughs) (laughs) No, not those adorable guys. No, these are much sexier minions. (laughs) Much sexier, much more X-rated. Why are you wearing sunglasses? It's sunny in here. Okay. I want to look cool. You do look cool. Anyway, as always, we rate movies out of five on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. So what's your scariness score for this movie? Were you still trying to inflect the, the the little crip guy? No, I was just kind of talking, and it just kind of came out like that. Okay. So I just went with the flow. Your voice was cracking. Um, I gave it two, two screams. Really? Okay. Um, it wasn't scary. Well, no. That's me being generous. Yeah. I, I, did anything scare you? Like, what, what made you give it a two over a one? Um, I do that weird thing where it's like, if I were a kid at a slumber party, okay. um, as you were last week, not last week, a couple weeks ago when you reviewed Orphan, okay. um, I would be like, oh man, maybe this is freaky. Maybe I'm scared for whatever dumb reason I'm trying to be scared. <laughs> okay. um, but me sitting now as an adult male watching this movie, I was just like, no. Yeah. I also, I gave it a one out of five okay. screams because it, it, it's, it's essentially a full on comedy. It's yeah. um, this is the follow up to Demon Knight, which was also a horror comedy. It's the Crypt Keeper. He makes puns. Everybody in the movies make puns. Mm-hmm. It's side splitting humor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what it's about. It's gore and it's puns, and it's a they're a pretty solid combination always. But we'll get to whether or not this one kind of matches up with the the splendor that was Demon Knight. Do you think anything, any part of this movie was scary at all? Like maybe if you were a kid, uh, something would frighten you. Corey Feldman's acting? His acting wasn't bad. His it acting was, was part of the best acting in this movie. Okay, well, look, you, you at that budget level, you can hire uh, someone who's willing to show her boobs or someone who can act. You don't get both. Yeah. God doesn't give with both hands. Um, speaking of God, there is a uh, like a televangelist preacher in this movie played by Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Another anniversary revisit. He played the vampire in Fright Night. And Corey Feldman actually played one of the uh, vampire hunters in The Lost Boys. So they really culled from the pack of mm-hmm. uh, vampire kids. Um, yeah, what's your campiness score 
I five. Th- I think this is where we're gonna spend the most five. time. Okay. I gave it five. There's so much to talk about in campiness, beginning with what is one of the earlier shots of the movie, not the first. Okay. Um, but just boobs. Boobs oh, yeah. galore. Boobs in every frame. Oh god. Boobs uh, of all colors, shapes, all and sizes. sizes of areola. I mean, the sizes are pretty consistent. The sizes okay. are just big. Yeah, um, all shapes and sizes above like D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it. These are. De- I'm always constantly shocked that these like mid '90s horror movies that seem kind of kid friendly because they're so goofy are so full of swear words and nudity and all this stuff. <laughs> um, but. I, I love that. I love the movies that don't censor themselves and just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I gave it four out of five perms. Why not five? Uh, what kept you from, was was it, could there have been more boobs? Am I wrong to have stated that this movie had just so many? No, you're not wrong. I, like. The, Another cameo from Whoopi Goldberg. She, she deserved there, a media okay. role. Whoopi Goldberg cameo g- provided one a whole point out of those four. <laughs> For no reason. She's in the hospital where a vampire gets killed. Yeah. Um, but with the reason I'm not giving it a five, I think... I, I do award campiness for ineptitude a lot of the time, like things that are silly, not on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I think in order to be truly campy in the way that Tales from the Crypt needs you to be campy, you need to be a good actor. Like in the previous one, Billy Zane was in it. Okay. Um, and his performance, what? I was like, did you give the last one a five? I don't remember. I, but, well, I don't know. I, I don't remember anything about that um, episode. Um, but like, <laughs> Billy Zane is a very talented actor and he knows exactly what pitched a hit to hit the tone of this movie. The the especially the vampire actresses and especially Angie Everhart Everhart who this is one of her first roles. Who is that? Uh she oh sorry, she's the Lilith the vampire okay, okay. queen. Um she gets a lot of really fun quippy lines including one of my favorite. She cuts off a guy's head and she says I love a man who gives you head and lets you keep it, <laughs> which is a great line, but she doesn't know how to say them. Um, I don't, I disagree. I thought that line was pretty dumb. The first half is funny. <laughs> the second half is like, what do you mean? And lets you keep it like, cause she keeps the head. Uh, yeah. But to me, like for a pun to be funny, like it has to have some truth to it. Okay. Has to I mean, that like, double meaning. Yeah. Like when someone gives you head, you, you keep it. You, I mean, you receive it. Like you can't really keep it. You're right. Okay. It, it, it goes one layer it's, too far. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that. But like she's given a lot of lines that are laugh lines, mm-hmm. but she pauses in really weird places that kind of deflate the joke. Like I can see the script in my head and I'm like, that's really funny. But her delivery is not funny. Okay. So it, it, it kind of put a damp towel over it for me. And a lot of the actors in this aren't particularly good. Except okay. Dennis Miller is good. Who's the main guy? Yeah. I mean, and he was the... I guess only comedian in the actual film. So yeah. And he, he very much, um, he plays like this inept detective who kind of stumbles through life and he's got like stubble and a divorced wife and whatever. Mm -hmm. He actually reminded me very much of a, a Douglas Adams character. Um, dirt, Dirk gently, the holistic detective who actually has a TV show now. Um, I don't know if it's still going. It probably got canceled. Nobody watched it, but Elijah Wood was in it. In the TV show or in this movie? Sorry, in the TV show. Okay. Um, but it reminds me of Dirk Gently. If you have read Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, tweet at us at Scream101Pod because I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> it's really good. Was this written in the 90s? Published in the 90s. I 
I don't know. Probably the 80s. I'm just trying to get back to the fact that this movie was made in the 90s, and you could so tell. Oh, yeah. Okay, tell me tell me how. How could you tell? Well, I mean, the 90s were all about boobs. Really? Yes. How so? Baywatch. Okay, that's fair. And Titanic. And Titanic. Oh, that was in the late 90s. Pay me like and one of your were, French girls. Those were beautiful, like, tasteful breastuses. They were still breastuses. Um, and hair. Um, the big hair. I liked her hair. The Lilith's hair. Okay, yeah. It was very, very big. Mm-hmm. That was 90s. Um, oh, and what's his face's style? I dug it. Dennis Miller? No, um, The Loser. Oh, Corey Feldman. Yeah. He was very punky. He had stubble. It was. This is the first time I've seen Corey Feldman in his... Like well, post-child phase, pre... Yeah, pre-burnout, post-child. Yeah. Like, he, he's still a youngish man. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen him like that before. Yeah, his eyebrows were so finely waxed. Mm-hmm. He's look, a man ahead of his time because he knew that at some point in the future we would be obsessed with eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That day is today, but he is a man ahead of his time. Yeah. And he practiced that then. Yeah. Um, you know, you grow up he in Hollywood. You learn how to keep it tight, you know? Uh-huh. Keep those eyebrows tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything else? Oh, God. The ghoul guy who was, like, attracting people to the bordello where the vampires lived. Yeah. Um, he reminded me of Chris Maloney's character in Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. He, like, has true. a Band-Aid and he shouts at everyone. Mm-hmm. Just this crazy, over-the-top, outlandish guy. Yeah, it's so outlandish. And he talks like Hulk Hogan. He's like, you talking about sex? You're going to the best sex in the world? It's kind of like Gru from Despicable Me. I didn't really pick up that accent. Okay, but no, it was, it was strange. Uh-huh. But it was super crazy and just, like, you could tell the man, there was something wrong with him. He was two oh, yeah. cents short of a nickel. Um, so he's three cents. He's three cents. Um, I don't know. Is that a saying? Two cents short of a nickel? It, 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 you get it. Okay. You know what it means. Okay, good. Um, just surge sayings. <laughs> Uh, so that was fun. He was a fun addition to the cast. Yeah. Uh, what other like peripheral characters would you say made the movie? I liked the little person. Yeah, there's a little person actor in this movie. I will look up his name, but he was in way more of the movie than I expected him to be because he was in the intro sequence. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. I wasn't sure if we mentioned that at the end towards quality or if it can be mentioned now. You can talk about it now. Yeah. Um. At the beginning of the movie, there was like this, like a sh- movie short, basically. Uh-huh. Where, um, we're introduced to uh, a little person takes a bunch of, I guess, Spanish letter- settlers to Tierra del Juego, and they are trying to reanimate um, this corpse. Yeah, they, has, it's, it's Lilith who they reanimate. It's Lilith. Um, but we don't know that at the beginning, though. Um, and we find out that this is a story just being retold by a mummy. Who is played by William Sadler, who was the good guy in Demon Knight. Ooh, um, I did not know that. Uh, and I mean, you probably told me like five times. No, I didn't. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, I was saving that gem for, for now for the, for the rest. I was getting ready to apologize. I was like, Oh, sorry. It's good. Um, uh, where was I? Oh, um, the mummy and then like the mummy and then the crypt keeper, like have a body parts off, I guess. It's a weird intro. It's not my favorite, um, crypty. It's basically like zombie Russian roulette. Yeah, where like they they play rock paper scissors and they cut off each other's body parts. Uh huh. And then the crypt keeper, after losing an arm, like he only loses one limb. Um, you gotta hand it to him. <laughs> uh huh. And then he begins his own tale about like what the bordello of blood is. And your my first impression was that this was gonna be a movie about Corey Feldman. Uh, oh yeah, because he's like, this is a man who finds himself in a 
Horde. I don't know. Like a compromising. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Um, we can't do it as good as he does. Uh, well, no, no one can match the Crypt Keeper in terms of. And yet you try at the beginning of every episode. I know, but his puns are beautifully stacked like flapjacks, like eight to a I want sentence. Pan- I want pancakes now. Oh, they're so good. I love pancakes. Pancakes. We should go to the OG Pancake House after this. Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, oh, and what I was saying is, I don't know if I'm gonna interrupt you one more time. Yeah, um, it's fine. This is gonna be a weird episode. Uh, I liked how eventually the earlier like movie short tied in with the overall movie itself. Yes, um, that was that was a gag that they used in Demon Knight because there was like a little film about like a like a husband's corpse coming back to get revenge on the wife or vice versa that the Crypt Keeper was directing. Uh huh. Um, so it was like a film within a film. Uh-huh. I liked that intro way better because it was like, here's my movie. Welcome to the big screen. Crypties I liked on this one screen. because to me it was a little bit more tighter. Um, and I felt that um, well, I'm more likely to remember that this movie short tied in better with the overall movie in general than the one that you're talking about. No, you're right. Because the, the, the short here tied in with the main plot, which is uh-huh. what we're saying. Yeah. If that hasn't been clear yet. Um, it might not be. I've been saying a lot of things. Uh-huh. No, but the, but the thing is, I... I was a little confused when it turned out that it did tie into the main plot because that part just doesn't didn't really make sense in terms of like the 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 framing narrative because uh-huh. it was a movie being pitched by the William Sadler mummy but the crypty was introducing a different movie that was still the same movie and it was just too many layers for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I understand what you're saying about the Demon Knight one but I thought that was so cool and gross and it was just like a fun little thing. And it felt like a small little Tales from the Crypt episode before our bigger, like, feature-length one. Mm-hmm. And I liked that essence there. Uh-huh. Like, it was anthology-esque. Okay. I mean, we can make that same argument about this one, though. That this was a small Tales from the Crypt, ep- yeah, Tales from the Crypt episode prior to the big one. No, but it was the prologue to the big one. Like, it's the same story. Okay. I don't know. It, it's fine. There is a part... Oh, you let... Uh, do you have anything more to say about campiness? Cause no, I'm pretty much good. I mean, there was a big to- tongue. Yeah, that's a tongue. Well, that's where we talk about effects. All right. Because in that sequence, um, Lilith the vampire. Um, no, I guess it's it's not in that sequence. I lied. But Lilith the vampire sticks her tongue down no, a guy's it's in, throat. It's in the f- uh, first sequence. No, she, no, 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 no. That's in the bordello. Oh, okay. She does it to Corey Feldman's friend. Okay. She sticks her tongue down his throat and you can see it like kind of break in his esophagus. Mm-hmm. And then she pushes his heart out through his chest with her tongue. Uh-huh. It's so cool. <laughs> it's very gory. I gave it four out of five fangs. See, I could see where that scene would have traumatized me as a child. Okay, that makes sense. Because I don't like gore now. And I mean, this is like over the top gore, so it's a little bit more okay. Yeah, but it's, it's funny gore. Uh-huh. So as a kid, I would have hated it. So that, so back to my scariness. <laughs> You're going to revise. It earned that too. Um, all right. Good so for me. What's your FX score? I gave it four. Yeah, me too. I gave it four sets. Fangs. Of fangs. So there's four vampires total. Um, I was surprised at the very beginning of the movie at the high level, high level, high production value yeah. of the regeneration animation when the corpse became Lilith. Yes, um, there is there is high production value here. It's still there are limitations because it's the '90s, mm-hmm. so there's only so much they could do. But they really push the envelope in terms of like, let's make things as gross as possible. Yeah, uh, I felt that. But in addition uh, to that, they also made things really cool. Um, I really liked the uh, like holy water scene. 
Yeah, they um, it's 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 very much like that uh, finale show showdown scene in From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. They fill uh, um, water guns with holy water. One could say this scene was very sexual. You could. I mean, it's it's men blasting <laughs> topless women with s- spurts of water. Uh-huh. So through a gun. I mean, yeah, what yeah. is you know, which is phallic. Yeah, it's all. It's all. You're right. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I had to get some social justicey kind of thing in there. Um, no, but I mean, like uh, during that scene, once the women were exploding, um, were gushing, or you could say, uh, like Ew, they, they, yeah, nope, they burned nope. up into I crisps, understand. and it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that scene is great. There's just like half charred corpses of strippers flying around, and it's mm-hmm. very. Probably a little bit misogynistic, but it's vampires and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about quality because I think FX and campiness and quality are all very much tied together in this film. Okay. In this type of film. Um, before we go into quality, I'm going to oh, mention sorry. one cool thing that I really liked about yeah, this movie. Yeah, please. Um, and that was the roller coaster. Oh, the the, the, the thing that <laughs> the yeah. entrance to the bordello. Yeah, to get into the actual like bordello lounge, uh, you had to lie down in a coffin uh, you had to go through an incinerator. Yeah, and like then, like with a cre- crematorium oven. Yeah, and then you just land straight into this. I guess. Yeah, it dumps you on like a roller coaster thing. Uh huh. And it was cool. It was fun. I would love that as a ride, or perhaps a maze at Universal Horror Nights. Okay, they're not going to like have an actual roller coaster as a maze. They could replace the Minions ride. No, they no, cannot. No, sorry, I blaspheme. I'm sorry. Damn right. I kneel before you. And <laughs> Beg forgiveness. That's what you get. Um, that is what I get. And I thought that that roller coaster was just kind of emblematic of this movie. Yeah, it it's, was, it's a thrill ride. Uh-huh. There's fire. It's Corey fun. Feldman is there. <laughs> like when they were going down that chute, both of them at the same time, they're like screaming like, ah, and uh-huh. it, was, it was funny. And it's yeah, that's what the movie is. It's a good time. It's it doesn't even, make much sense. You're in your room. No, I, I, like the the roller coaster thing is great, but geographically they kind of skip past it in the pat in the next couple scenes. Yeah, when the guy has to escape and yeah, Dennis Miller just like puts out the fire and then it cuts to him in the main lobby and it's like, how did he climb back well, up? For that? starters, he put out the fire with liquid from a wine glass, and I was like, that's not going to put that it's out. It's not going to put that out. Okay, maybe it was blood. <laughs> it was clear. What blood put? I'm out assuming it was fire. like vodka or something. I don't know. Um, but also, there's a later scene where they like run into the building, and then it cuts to them in the bordello, and it's like, did they get in the coffin? How did they activate it? <laughs> and they just kind of give up thinking about that after a while. Yeah. But it's a cool effect. You are right. All right. So having said that, what is your quality score? My quality score is three out of five on Lucky Stars. <gasps> Guess what? What? That's my quality score as well. Oh, my gosh. We are on some kind of uh, shared experience tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Two minds of one ilk. Two minds and two bodies and one heart. Clear eyes can't win or whatever it is. I don't know, man. I was trying to be all profound, but it just did not work. Okay, yeah. Why'd you give it three? Okay. Um, I did enjoy this movie. It was silly. It was gory, and that's what I want. One, it was not as good as Demon Knight. Not that many movies are. I disagree. Are. What? I liked it more than Demon Knight. Really? Why? I felt that this movie had stronger female characters than in Demon Knight. Really? Okay, we're not stronger, but I at least like them more. Like f- more physically powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked Lilith. I thought wait, she was cool. Wait, what about the main girl? She was really boring. 
the main girl. Oh, okay. That's what I, I revised it and said maybe not stronger, but I just like them okay. more. Um, and you're, uh, I forget about her. Well, I don't, it's so easy to yeah. you forget about her when she's in close up. I liked the vampire ladies and Lilith. Okay. I just, I just think, um, I see what you're saying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer Demon Knight way more because one, like the gross effects in the story were more interesting to me because that one's very much about like characters trapped in a situation and like you actually get to explore who they are through mm-hmm. like how they act in that situation. Okay. And in this one, it's just like super messy all over the place. We're going to the bordello. We're coming back from the bordello. Dennis Miller isn't, he's not a character. He's a quip machine mm-hmm. and he's very funny. He's very like sassy and sardonic, but yeah. he's not a character. And this, this was the second part of an intended trilogy of tales from the crypt films, but it did so poorly that they scrapped the third one. There is another movie called ritual that came out like decades later that is sort of tied in, but like their no plans, I've never seen it. So I can't confirm or deny that he's on the poster. <laughs> um, but like whatever it is, this scrap, this scuppered their plans for mm-hmm. quite a while. And I can see why the, just the, the acting is poor. Demon Knight, the cast is incredible. It's got a bunch of cool character actors and it's really fun and it's consistent. And this one's just, it's just, it's sloppy. It's yeah, you're right. But I liked the sloppiness a little bit more for this. Okay. Um, to me, the tales of the crimp, uh, crimp tales of the crypt franchise is all about campiness. Um, and campiness to me, uh, kind of needs a little bit of sloppiness. I mean, you mentioned okay. that so much. I mean, you mentioned as much earlier. You're right. I, 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 I was just really bothered by the acting in this. Okay. And that was my biggest problem. That's fair. That's fair. I will like give you that the first one had better acting. The first one had Billy probably, Zane. Is he like? He's so good. He was okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I think I like Billy Zane. Okay. I don't know if Billy Zane deserves that. Like Billy Zane. Oh, he was in Dead Calm. He was in Titanic. <laughs> we have to review that now for the pod. Titanic. Yeah. Mm, that's fine. That could be like my birthday movie this year. Okay, if you want it to be. Oh, that's so long, though. That's why. You're going to be punished. Oh, I hate you. Um, We're going to be so busy because your birthday's in December, and we have a Christmas episode, and there's so much. We have a Christmas episode? Yeah, usually. Oh, I didn't know that. We did. In, oh, we did Inside last time. You weren't. You didn't watch it with us. That no, was I Shannon was just was there, there in the room, though. Yeah. All kind of, like, quiet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, do you have any... Uh, I mean, I really didn't mention why I gave it a high quality score. Um, I just thought it was yeah. fun. Like this is last week you mentioned that Orphan was a good slumber party movie. Yeah. I think this is a better slumber party movie in that it's just fun to make fun of. Yeah. It's shorter and sillier, which definitely helps. Uh-huh. Uh, I would watch it for two, two different like types of friend groups. If you, if you and your friends like to get scared, Orphan is far better. If you uh-huh. and your friends like to have a good time um, and then toss back a few, at, you know, before Sadie's, this one's better. <laughs> A few uh, uh, Sierra Mists. Yeah. A few virgin pina coladas. Yeah, a few virgin rum and Cokes. Mm-hmm. It's just Coke. It's just Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very glad you liked this. Okay. I didn't like it as much, but I, I had a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. The time slid by. Um, so yeah, it is pretty generally satisfying. I'm into it. I think... That's about that for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week. 
But first, here's how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because maybe it's Maybelline. Was that a joke? Was there was there a joke in there? I don't get it. No, I'm I'm very, very tired. The heat sapped my energy. We yeah. were outside for so long. Yeah. It was not fair. Hi, everybody. This is present-day Brennan here recording on the crappy internal microphone on my computer. Um, I just wanted to say this episode was recorded before the tragic passing of George Romero, the director of Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. He basically invented the zombie genre. Um, It's a very tragic event for the horror community, and instead of doing what we were going to do next week, which was the final week of anniversary month, we're going to be doing a tribute to George Romero. We'll be reviewing Land of the Dead, which is one of his more recent works in the zombie canon that he created. And we're super excited about the movie and very depressed about his passing. But we will see you next week for that movie instead of our previously scheduled film, which I am interrupting right now. So you'll never know what it was. Ooh. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. And we'll be playing you out to that beautiful tune right now. No, we won't. Pseudo Echo, beautiful beat. Um, okay, well, thank you very much for listening, and good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly, and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.